uh, hey everybody, if you could do me a huge favor and take this survey over at sleepwithmepodcast.com slash survey. It takes about uh, 15 minutes or less or so. I don't, I, I, I took it, but it took, I, I you know, I had like a, you know, internal, I, I, like I started telling a story to myself. So it took me like four or five hours. Uh, but uh, if you could do that, be huge help. It's helping me get, get an idea of your likes, your dislikes, and who, who listens to the podcast. You know, I have my impressions. Were my impressions right? And that way I could figure out how to best serve you and whatever, figure out sponsors, all that kind of stuff. It's a huge help. And if just you, you feel you were listening, then remember tomorrow. It really mean a lot to me. Sleep with me podcast dot com slash survey. And I'd rather just get to know, it's an experiment for me to too. I'm seeing how many responses I can get. I'm like, okay, well how many people will fill this survey out? So if we can just hit that number, it'd be great. Uh, so if you can do it tomorrow, I'd appreciate it. Thanks. Hey, are you up all night tossing, turning, mind racing, trouble getting to sleep, trouble falling asleep? Well welcome. This is Sleep With Me, the podcast that's here to put you to sleep. We do it with a bedtime story. All you need to do is get in bed, turn out the lights and press play. We're going to do the rest. And what what is the rest is a fair, more than fair question. If you're going to be investing, you know, if you're saying, well, I'm trying to say if I'm going to stick around here. Fair question. What's the rest? Well, I'm going to create a safe place. Where you can set aside whatever's got you up at night, whether it's racing mind, uh, tossing and turning, emotional turbulence, physical pain, you know, just generalize in all three levels. Any thoughts or feelings, emotional or physical, that are, or, you know, any feelings or, I guess, thoughts related to those feelings or thoughts causing, well, it's a whole rabbit hole. We, we all know that. And that's basically what I'm here to distract you from is when you when you get in bed and you try to go to sleep. And as soon as it gets quiet there, it's almost like, remember, I know like at Chuck E. Cheese, and I know, I, I know some people that from Los Angeles, I don't know, Shakey's Pizza was just in Los Angeles. That was all in Southern California. And this is another thing about the podcast, strange side turns, you know, say, hey, we're going to, like, uh, this podcast has been described as a Sunday drive uh, through the mind of a strange man. I, I mean, well, I describe it that way. And this is part of the Sunday drive. We're going to take a little tri- trip down old Shakey's Lane. Now, Shakey's is kind of like a little bit like uh, 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 Chuck E. Cheese. Uh, I don't know exactly what the differences are. Uh, both are better nostalgia-wise than actually going there. But for a brief part of my life, you know, some of you may or may not know, I was a PE teacher in a lovely section of L.A. called East Los Angeles, and I worked at a school there. And it was one of the. It was a, kind of like a program, like Teach for America, but different in. It was just a wonderful experience, and one of the parts of the experience was going to the fundraisers at Shakey's. And just so you guys know that I'm not just an oddball on this podcast, I would observe, you know, I'd play the games at Shakey's. They had not as many video games and games at at Shakey's as they did at Chuck E. Cheese. But it was a pizza place where you'd go and play, you know, the kids would run around. You think they served beer so the adults could drink beer or soda or whatever. 
and the, whoever arranged Shakey's had the uh, foresight and community awareness to say, hey, let's do some uh, fundraising here for these schools or sports teams or whatever. You know, keep things busy at Shakey's and, you know, do some outreach. And I think what I was reaching for in the metaphor was that mole game, the old whack-a-mole game. So we'll get to that. Hopefully I'll remember to get back to the metaphor. But right now we're on the old site. Where are you going, Dad? Oh, down this real long, boring road, you know. I remember, and then, you know, if you're a kid, you're like, oh, goodness, well, no. You know, I'd much rather be, you know, but, but anyway, just stick with me, okay? So so we'd go to Shakey's. The kids would be there. They called me Mr. Ackerman back in those days, sometimes. And some of the kids would call me on my first name, but Drew, I wasn't, I wasn't Scooter then. I hadn't, you know, gotten, had that incident with the collider, the large halogen collider. You know, where my bones were fused with the bordeordium or whatever, boron. I think, I thought it was the element boron, but it was some sort of concentrated boring stuff, also called boron, you know, named by, oddly enough, and this is just my opinion, a villain who who was a bit of a moron. Uh, but that was, an, you know, another collider incident. That wasn't at the Large Hallerton Collider I can't remember what, you know, geez, me and these colliders, they should just stay away from but I can't. It's like a, you know, whoever that was, Perseus, Odysseus, he, he had the sirens. The set. But when I hear, you know, an atom being shot down, you know, either in a circular, you know, when, once I hear an atom picking up speed, it per- my ears perk up. I'm like, wait a second. Is somebody blasting an atom somewhere? I need to, you know, I, I just have, I get dark matter fever. Okay, but that was the term. But anyway, so we were at Shakey's before we before I don't I don't know where where we just went. You say, Dad, where are we? I don't know, but now I kind of know. And I guess I was just trying to this whole story about Shakey's was to set up a, the lamest joke that I would do. But the, if you were in uh, first grade, because I was a first no second grade teacher's aide, you know, because PE was in the afternoon. Lovely Miss Tehran, the lovely. The lovely Miss Tehran was my the teacher that took me under her wing. I love you. I know we haven't kept in touch, but then that's my fault. But uh, I lived right off of First Engage. If anybody's wondering, you know anybody that knows East LA. But uh, what's my point? Oh, so I had this joke. I would tell the kids, "This man, I can't believe I just spent six minutes leading up to this." But this is how this podcast works: distract you. And I would distract the kids, you know, that was my forte. And I had the, and it worked. It, this joke killed in second grade in Los Angeles schools. Uh, at the turn of the millennium, this joke would kill. Uh, just so you know, I mean, like in a good way. Uh, when the kids would walk around, you know, especially, you know, a couple of days after a shaky fundraiser. I'd say, like, you know, they, you know, what kids get up and just walk around every once in a while. You know, the more personable kids, especially, say, well, gee, I'm going to get up and go talk to this kid. I'm done with the test. I would say, uh, hey, uh, Curtis, the, the, where are we? You'd say school. I said, oh, okay, because I, I thought we were at Shakey's for a second, the way you're just walking around uh, holding court. And, yeah, the, 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 during that wall, that dead silence, the kids would be cracking up, and you could rephrase it, you know. And with kids, there's a lot. Maybe, maybe they were laughing at me, or they were, you know, humoring me, but maybe not. Like, the, but that joke. I say, well, I say, uh, Curtis, this isn't Shakey's. Can can you take your seat, please?
Uh, but I think what I was going to say is, like, when you lie down at bed sometimes, it's kind of like that whack-a-mole game, but your thoughts, you know, they're popping up. And they're saying, hey, over here. And then you say, okay, no, 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 no spreadsheets tonight. And, say, and then another one will pop up. Hey, what about your, uh, you know, relationships? Okay, no relationship issues, please. I already meditated. Hey, what about that toe, toe thing we got? Go- okay, no medical issues. We have a doctor's woman in two weeks that's taken care of. Uh, hey, what about uh, just six years ago when you yelled at mom and you called her that the B? Okay, no, uh, that's six years ago. Okay, I, you know, I'm, I'm I'm dealing with the wreckage of my past, but one step at a time. Hey, what about uh, the future? I heard, uh, you know, did, did you did you check the rain gutters because there's an El Nino? So, okay, I can check the rain gutters. That's maybe not, but uh, it can be like that. And, as, you know, I'm not good at that whack-a-mole game. One, I say, what kind of, you know, who invented this? What kind of mole-hating, uh, you know, probably, a, 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 what do you call that thing, a conquistador came up with that whack-a-mole I mean, at least at some point they said, let's do it like a whack of villain. I think they had in Toy Story. But but instead of, so all night you're chasing those moles, uh, metaphorically, of course, maybe not. Maybe, God forbid, you live in like a mole, you know, in a mole den. I pity you, really. And especially if they're poking you, you know. Hey, I'm going to pop out. Oh, somebody's sleeping here. Let me just see if I can get my head through this. So, you know, if you can, don't sleep in a mold den or a mole-infested area. Uh, but two, uh, but, but okay, so the, what does the podcast do? Holy moly, right? Uh, if you're if you're just saying first time here or seventh time here. Uh, but basically, I'm going to try to do, instead of chasing all those moles, which is kind of, it's supposed to be for entertainment. Mostly, I think the game Whack-A-Mole is designed for other people to watch you bang things in futility and maybe to get a little visceral action and maybe yes some person just is like i hate moles or god forbid you know they they hated some other cuter animal no offense moles but uh and and, you know cartoon moles are cute i don't know what a real mole less i haven't seen a mole in ages but fictional moles tend to be cute sometimes not but uh but instead of, you know, when all those thoughts, feelings, physical sensations start cropping up at bedtime, it, it can be exhausting in, in trying to whack them all or silence them all or give your attention to them. And you're like, hey, I'm just trying to get some sleep here. Holy mackerel. Uh, so instead of that, I'll offer you an alternative, which you've kind of just seen, uh, I, I guess, intentionally, unintentionally. You know, you're going to put, you know, a strange, you know, you say, hey, why don't you drive uh, be, and, and narrate while you drive. I'll be in lying in the back here. And I'll just be like, okay, here we are at Shaky's Lane. Here's a, okay, let me take it. This is lame joke circle here, cracking second graders up. I'm going to stop at this lemonade stand. They have chamomile lemonade. You want to, you know, non-sugared. Uh, it's just, you know, chamomile tea, actually, with lemon. You should have a glass. And I, I posit this, and I, geez, I still don't look to posit, but I say I, I, I'm curious to ask you, you know, in this last nine minutes, have you thought about any of the stuff that's been keeping you up, or have you been listening to me? And you've been like, oh, this is, uh, never heard anyone 
uh, be, be trying to make a point so pointlessly uh, before. And maybe some of you from Southern California might be, oh, Shakey's, oh, how I love Shakey's. And some of you might be, you know, having some uh, which old, good old Chuck E. Cheese nostalgia and then maybe a little bit of bitterness, modern Chuck E. Cheese bitterness. I'm with you. I'm with you on that. But all this is going to be, I'm going to take a, try to take lulling, soothing tones. I'm going to take the wheel. I'm going to drive slow. I'm going to, you know, you know, safely. I'll be safely behind the wheel, but it'll be like, we're not going anywhere fast. But the car is sent at that perfect temperature for you. I have the seats covered in the softest you know, material where, you know, the cotton poly blend. And we got some, you know, whatever those aromatics and stuff. You're, you're, you just had a nice sip of that uh, lemon chamomile balm tea. You know, it's got some balm in there. And I'll be saying words like balm whenever I can. But I'm going to be here and try to amuse you mildly. Keep your mind off of stuff. And, and then take you on a little journey. Tonight we're going to be talking about metastasis and Breaking Bad. And I'm going to be attempting to learn Spanish. Metastasis is the uh, Colombian version of Breaking Bad. So I'll talk about the Metastasis episode. Then I'll talk about the corresponding Breaking Bad episode. Then I'll talk about, then I rewatch the Metastasis episode a second time with Spanish subtitles. And I say, okay, what's that word there? And then I make an attempt to learn a little bit of Spanish. And maybe, you know, probably you won't, you see, maybe unintentionally you'll learn some Spanish. But I wouldn't, you know, don't, you know, go to sleep. Don't worry about learning anything. You know, if there is learning by osmosis, I'm not one of those uh, preachers of it. I, I'd say I wish we, I wish we could learn by osmosis, and in some cases you can, probably not when you're asleep, but maybe. So that would just be a bonus. You wake up tomorrow and you say, uh, uh, you, you quiero uh, desayuno, and then you say, well, who said that? And your brain, you know, but, but who knows? Because uh, I don't think I, that, there was breakfast a couple episodes ago. Mostly I'll be learning stuff like babodas, 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 something like that, which I think that means nonsense. And if you can't sleep, I, I'm not kidding. I, I don't, it's not like I'm sitting here, uh, you know, going through the alphabet and skipping letters. I mean, I guess I do that sometimes. But I'm aware some of you, I'm reaching my hand and my voice across the deep, dark night to attempt to escort you across the threshold from from uh, waking to sleep. But if I can, I'll still be there, your boyfriend, uh, to accompany you for the next hour or, or, you know, do a little, it's not a song, I do song and dance stuff, uh, you know, be a little bit of a shakies, you know, I'll be your whack-a-mole. Uh, with no whacking, but, you know, like, mole-like, you'll be watching. Actually, the podcast is, I mean, if you've watched me try to string together any of these metaphors, it is, like, a bit like watching an inept person play whack-a-mole, uh, me, you know, trying to make uh, points. So, and, that, you know, that's never a bad thing. And, you know, we say, geez, it, 
and especially if it's not mean-spirited, you say, you know, I don't mind if you, I'm a terrible whack-a-mole player, but I love it. And I know I have spastic movements and, uh, you know, when, when I'm whacking the moles. So go ahead and laugh at me. If you take pleasure in me, you know, it's not the, the bad kind of uh, that German word which may, may or may not come to me. It's not Gesundheit or Zeitgeist, it's the other one, uh, Schadenfreude or whatever. Schadenfreude, Schadenfreude, you know, you're not taking pleasure. It's a mutual pleasure thing. So you don't have no guilt at all either. I mean, you know, Schadenfreude, hangover, whatever that word is, you know, don't worry about that. So I'm here. I really am glad you stopped by. I really hope I help you fall asleep. And I'm glad you're here. So let's go for a little Sunday drive through the episodes of Metastasis and Breaking Bad. And there'll be plenty of strange, slow turns. All right. Housekeeping. We're on the web. www.sleepwithmepodcast.com. Older episodes are in there. Most of our episodes are on iTunes. All of our older episodes are on Overcast. And it's an iOS app, a podcasting app. Uh, you can also find us in Pocket Cast, Stitcher. Pocket Cast works on almost all devices. Podcast Attic. I think there's one called Podcast Dog or something. Dog Catcher, that's what it's called. Surprises. No one says, hey, this is my dog podcast. Somebody's got to name their dog podcast already. Uh, so that's, and if you have, if you check out the show, if you can uh, review it on iTunes, uh, if you listen on Apple device, sleepwithmepodcast.com slash iTunes. If you want to get a hold of me, you can comment on our website. You can email me, feedback at sleepwithmepodcast.com. You can get us on Twitter at Dear Scooter or on Facebook at Sleep With Me Podcast. And, you know, ideally uh, I post uh, the bloopers there regularly, irregularly, irregular. I can't say that. Irregularly. Is that a, that's close. And I'd been trying to be more consistent about posting sleep-related articles. Somehow that made me inconsistent, but there'll be bloopers up. And I did a little blooper just now, uh, behind-the-scenes stuff, so that may or may not be interesting to you. It was really boring for a blooper. So that's it, and let me know any opinions, thoughts you have about the podcast, wishes or whatever, you can let me know. If you want to submit, submit story ideas for Trending Twitter Tuesday, just go to Twitter and submit under the hashtag TheSilverTone. Uh, that would be great. Uh, what else? Uh, Sleep to Strange is out on, uh, is up on iTunes and Android, and that's our uh, Monday, Wednesday show. That's older episodes without the intros. And I want to thank uh, Chris Posty Posterson, who does our music over at SoundsLikeAnEarful.com. I want to thank uh, Scotty and Jennifer on our artwork. And then we have a Facebook group, SleepWithMePodcast.com slash Nods, N-O-D-S. And I want to thank our moderators, uh, Laura, uh, Rachel L to the G, Alexandra, Lida Y, Julie C, and Jennifer B. Uh, we're all helping out in the Facebook groups. A place that you, you can go, you can talk about sleep stuff. If you can't sleep, usually someone's on there, and you say, "Hey, I can't sleep," 
It's really a wonderful spot. I think we have some more heartwarming stories about it coming soon. And I just peeked in on there right before I got on here, and I want to congratulate Daniel Commander for his master for defending his master's thesis. And one day we hope to have Doctor Commander, so that'll be cool. Uh, I'm not sure if I forgot anything else, but I want to uh, give a little promotion time. I want to promote Ululu. That's O. Uh, sleep www uh, dot o triple h l u l u and I want to thank Sarah over there, but now I'm thinking it might be O Lulu instead of Ululu O Lulu, or it could be O Lulu O Lulu or O Lulu or O Lulu. Uh, but anyway, I want to thank Sarah over there. She had nice things to say about the podcast. And you should check it out. As I said, it's o triple h l u l u dot com. It's a sewing uh, site. It's about. It's got Sarah's wonderful blog about sewing, and it's got pat- patterns and a shop. So, so you should check it out. Uh, and just a little quote from this: site. Sarah's uh, love for history and nature is at the forefront of her designs, from delicate ruffles to traditional floral prints, recreating a classic aesthetic with a modern twist as the goal of each garment. Uh, so, do you know, do, do me a solid and go over there. Thanks, Sarah. I know I, I, I know some of you might, must sew. I know some of you sew. So, you know, get, get, go over there and, and buy some stuff, you know. And thank you so much, Sarah, for, for saying, you know, for listening to the podcast and, and talking about it. And then, if, you do, if it wasn't enough, I want to thank Tiffany, over at HeyTiffany.com. And Tiffany also took this time to listen and write about the podcast, which was nice. And Tiffany wrote a, on her blog, where, Hey, Tiffany, five podcasts that every therapist in private practice must listen to. And so there's some other nice podcasts over there, too. And I know there's some of you that are in private practice therapists, so you should definitely check it out. And you should check out HeyTiffany.com, Tiffany's blog, because it has, uh, she talks about uh, kind of the process of being, working on your own as a therapist. And she seems like she's trying to help people say, well, geez, this is is hard, figuring out how much to charge people, how to feel, how should I feel about it. And there's some wonderful, and she's wonderfully funny, too. I mean, just go to her, trust me. Trust me, we share sensibility, I think. So go over there and check check her site out. And uh, you know how wonderful a chance to, to be able to thank two listeners. And what a wonderful chance to be able to thank two people listening to the show for writing such nice, such nice stuff. So I appreciate, I appreciate it so much. And hopefully we'll find a couple new people to put to sleep through that. All right, that's everything. Let's get on to the show. Here we are. We're talking about metastasis episode mandala. Which and I don't know I don't have the episode number in front of me, but high teens I think and it opens with a kid on a BMX bike. Uh, looks like he's having fun. He's doing some tricks, going off the you know do go having you know, BMX fun. And then next this thing we have is uh, a combo, but his name in the show is Gordo. Which I said, well, a combo is less demeaning than Gordo, I think. But he's he's doing his business, uh, watching his corner. He's more in a park or open area than a corner. He's drinking. At first, I thought he was drinking a shake, but I think it might be a soda. And then he deals. He 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 he's doing his his dealing. 
and then he kind of deals with some guys that kind of give him a look like like it's trouble. I noticed he's wearing an HCS jersey, and the guys pull around there watching him. One of the guys plays with Rubik's Cube, believe it or not. And then they drive. Oh, and then they drive off, and then uh, a kid on the kid on the bike shows up in the scene. And then Gordo Gordo says, "You know what? I've had. I'm I'm starting. He's starting over. He he did a little." uh, And he said, "You know, I'm going to try a new way of life." So so he went off. He said goodbye to his old life. And then the show opens, and we have Walton and the doctor and CLO. Uh, CLO's in red. I noticed, uh, but it'd be tough not to notice. But I, I took the time to take a note on it. And they're talking about options, I could tell. It seemed like they are talking about money, lots of money. Three million pesos, as a matter of fact. And then Walt's like, let's do it. And Cielo's like, what? And he's like, well, for the baby, you know, let's keep, let's, let's, let's take it. So the next, you know, let's take this treatment to the next level for the baby. And then someone says, okay, see. And then Walt's at a class and he, the phone rings. It's hidden in the electrical box. And again, for a criminal mastermind, and I've already complained about this, uh, but it really, you know, Walt really gets, I mean, I said, that is a, I mean, maybe a stash spot while you're at work. But even then, like, uh, I mean, come on, man. I mean, and I wonder, like, Walt, you know, like we return to the one of the greatest scenes in Breaking Bad when Jesse says, you know, Jesus, we break bad. No one breaks the bad, this old, or whatever he says. Was that true? Like, Walt it just doesn't have a lot of uh, uh, experience being devious. So it's like, okay, well, I'll put it in the ceiling. I'll put it in this electrical box. Uh, because, you know, this is, just, you know, bad kid 101. I, I was, you know, I said, geez, I learned not to stash stuff there. Uh, and now I... Or maybe he's smarter, because I guess I would stash stuff, and then I wouldn't even know where it was. Uh, you know, uh, a men's alert, Mom. I, I know, I was thinking, at one point I lost, I took a, I took apart a ring. I was hoping that was cubic zirconia, because I wanted to be a spy and cut glass. Unfortunately, and please don't laugh hysterically, I think I was at least 16 to 17 years old when I did this, not 12. But at one point I said, well, if I'm going to be a spy, a super spy, I need to learn, you know, cutting glass. And that now's the time to do it. And so I took apart a diamond, some sort of ring. Please, I hope it wasn't valuable. I remember she was looking for it later, weeks later, and I had stashed the, 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 the rock. I think it was cute, but I guess that's probably not cheap either. What a terrible child I was. And then, unfortunately, right away I learned, okay, this doesn't cut glass like the movies. It scratches glass. So I said, okay, I, I put it, I hit it somewhere because I said, well, it needs work, you know. And I also I said, I need one of those suction cup things, you know, to take the glass. But I said, man, once I can cut glass, all my, you know, I still get into this mindset. But, you know, once I can cut glass, that's it for my problems. They'll be solved. And I still tell myself stuff like that all the time. I said, but she said, all this anxiety, when I can cut glass, all these problems connecting with other humans, 
all these problems with this and that. Although, once I can cut glass, I'll be a super spy and everything will be fine. But really, I just stashed that little rock, please, again. But And then I stashed it too good. I'm surprised it never turned back up, I guess, again. And also, I can't find Snaggletooth, one of my Star Wars from figures from when I was a little kid. Or Sabretooth. I stashed him in this rock wall. We had a ceremony for him. You know, he was... The Empire had taken him. But then I could never find him again. Very disappointed about that, too. Anyway, Jose, he breaks the news on Gordo to uh, Walt when Walt finds the phones ringing. And him and uh, Sweaty Mohawk are together. And they're talking, and Sweaty's like, hey, what, what about Heisenberg, man? We, you know, we, he needs to, You guys need to deal with this situation. We're losing workers. And Jose seems to, re- Ho- Jose seems to re- reason it all away. And Sweaty's Listo. He's ready to some Listo. What is that? To I know it's somewhere in the back of my mind. But him and Jose can't come to any kind of uh, terms. And so he says goodbye. This is goodbye. And then we have a scene with Walt, Jose, and Saul. And Walt's yelling at Jose. Jose's yelling back at him. Saul's trying. He says, kids, come on. Cut this out. You guys are acting like little kids. And he said, get under control. He also has a magnifying glass in this scene. He's doing some magnification of stuff. And he said, what the hell, what the hell is that? Uh, magnifying glass. You know, I mean, I like it, but I, it was, uh, I don't know. It was, I found it, uh, I guess a lawyer, you know, you read the fine print. Uh, Willie Wonka once said it and, and Saul took it serious. And that was legal terms. So maybe he, I don't know if he, I doubt he works for Willy Wonka. But maybe he works for some like Willy Wonka wannabe. Wonka wannabe. And then Saul wonders about the cops. He's got some kind of plan. And he's like, how much meth you got? And they say, some kind of, some kind of kilo. He said, kilo. He goes, grams? What? And he goes, kilos. He goes, kilos. And Saul's like, well, I can play middleman, you know, to that. I know a friend who knows a friend who knows a friend. Amigo, amigo, amigo. And then we have Jose. The next scene, Jose's at home with Juana, and he's smoking, Jose. He's very stressed. He's got the sniffles. And he wants to do some serious drogas. He says, Fuma, I'm uh, I, need, I need to. She says, don't. He says, I need to. He still has the sniffles, even though that's not his, for, you know, that's not his advice. But, and then she goes to leave, but then she's like, she, you know, she's like, I don't want to be a part of this. But then she gets to the door and she decides to stay. He goes upstairs while she, and then she goes upstairs. And then we're outside Los Pollos Hermanos. Uh, and Walt's looking around. Oh, no, I thought it was an outside restaurant. We'll come to it. I said, is that an outside restaurant? Uh, but later we'll learn that it's not. Or I guess you just learned it now. It, it just has the most wonderful natural light. And in the second run-through, I noticed that when it has like two-story glass on one side of the restaurant. That made it feel like it was like this wonderful outdoor and I said, I would love to eat, and I love, uh, I love uh, chicken. Uh, fried chicken is one of my favorite dishes. 
So I was like, man, what a great place to eat, you know, natural light, fried chicken. Uh, they they even have, uh, what do they call it, bubbly water. But Jose shows up, there's a dude in a chicken suit. Uh, Walt's very mad, as usual, with Jose. Manager stops by to see them, hint, hint. And Jose is uh, pushed, pushed, he's pushing Walt, not physically, but uh, verbally. Is that what I wrote? It It looks like pushed. I think it's pushed. Walt's mad. And then Jose bails, and then the chicken comes up to Walt, kind of shakes its tail feather for Walt. And then Cielo's at her ultrasound. It's like, oh, another week or two. Walt shows up late. The the doctor or the tech is like, baby looks good. And she says, it's time to talk about the cesarean. And Walt, and then afterwards, after the doctor's office, Walt and Cielo kind of walk and talk, and they say ciao. And I really like the ciao. That's a wonderful, it reminds me of Italy. Uh, ciao. Pronto. I think that's what they say in Italy, too, when they answer the phone. Pronto. And then we have a shot of Jose's apartment. It's kind of trash. There's a... Uh, Fuck, what does that mean? Oh, food, food. My D looks like a K. There's beer, there's meth, you got Yana in bed. And it's all lovey-dovey. And then she's like, well, let me smoke a little more. And then we're at the office, uh, Bernicke, Silva Construction. Uh, Bernicke and Breaking Bad, Silva, I think. Silva, Silva, Silva. There's a B in the middle, a V, a B in the middle. They're having a surprise for Ted. they got to figure out, I'm not sure his name's Ted, though. But it's a happy birthday, and then he makes a speech, and then he makes yellow. He's like, I want you to be part of the ceremony. I was like, I didn't remember this for good reason, I guess, because it's a little bit different in the Breaking Bad. But he says, hey, I want you to be a part of this, and then they dance. And he says, it's like a birthday dance. And uh, they play the music, but for uh, Cielo, the music changes and uh, everything slows down. I also noticed they had Indi- in- something cola, Findicola, fin- something cola, Indicola. But when they were dancing, their eyes were locked. It was very uh, tense and romantic and uh, tense. And then Walt is at school. He's on his phone yelling at Saul, like, no, no, and Walt making demands. And then Saul's like, no. And then Walt's like, yeah. And then he, Walt goes, he takes it. I said, he took a cab back to uh, Los Pollos Hermanos, which I was like, what? Okay, what's that? And then he kind of sits and eats and looks around. He He was having, like, chicken and potatoes. Kind of like new potatoes, or those people from Syracuse, New York, uh, salt potatoes, or like little Yukon, baby Yukons, maybe. And then Walt goes up, he buys one more drink, and he makes eye contact with an old guy, but then that guy, he's like with his family, but Walt almost went over to him. And then he waits, and then he watches the manager, and then Walt gets another drink. Really? Did he get two more drinks? I guess so. And Walt tells the manager, he says, hey, sientate. And he talks to the manager, who plays kind of dumb. 
Yokri, no. And Walt gives him a little speech, which, I, you know, it was above my level of understanding. Oh, wait, no, maybe not. He says it's a good opportunity. The guy calls him Senor Blanco. So he's like, oh, boy, he knows your name. And then Walt kind of brags on his product. He's like, I got 16 kilos. And the guy stands. He says, good night. Walt's pissed, of course. Then we're back at Silva. Silva. Uh, Sila's going over the books. She's all been out of shape about the books. And she's like, hey, we're screwed, uh, Ted. And Ted's like, I don't I don't know. I'm just, you know, he goes, I don't know what you mean. Uh, I notice his jeans don't really fit him. Uh, I don't know why. I, I didn't put if they're t- I think they're probably a little too big. Because if they were too tight, I probably would have been like, you know, made a joke about it. Uh, well, that's weird, though, that I notice that, huh? I mean, I notice clothing a lot on the show because uh, you get, you know, when you don't know the language, you get to, especially I know I'm going to watch it twice. But Cielo says something about this is illegal and it's simple and it's serious and Ted sits and then he talks about his dad and he's like, please, Cielo. And she's like, this is a big deal. You need to understand and then he says, okay, but listen to me. And then Ciel's like, I got to get out of here. And then she really, because she gets to the door, and there's a sliding door. And she really has trouble getting the door open and getting through the door. I think it was a heavy door. And I, I'm going with the assumption that everything is intentional, you know. So they chose that maybe to show, like, to set up what, what happens later. But she, she, she really had trouble getting through the door there. And then Ted gets really mad. He sweeps everything off his desk. He walks by her office and he pauses. He's not sure what he's going to do. And then we have Sweaty Mohawk, uh, whose name's Tripa. Uh, and he's in a suit. He's at Gordo's uh, going away thing, uh, going away party. And uh, he calls Jose, who's hiding out at home, uh, smoking a little bit and hanging with Juana. And she kind of pauses. She says, "Hey, I got this. Uh, I went to the ninety-nine cents where I got some, or, or you know, got some fun stuff to play around with." And he said, "What?" She said, "Oh, it's like this big girl activity kit." And he says, "Okay, let's do it." And then Walt's phone rings. His ringer's on. He's teaching school, and his phone's ringing. And it's like, holy mackerel! And then he's like, "Hey, everyone, tests over. Everybody out." And then it's a text message. Which it says, Pollo 6B, I think. And Walt says, yes. And then Walt goes, is Hefe here to Juana? Walt, oh, Walt goes, is the manager here to woman? Is Hefe, is the boss here? He says that to a woman. And she says, I'm the boss here. And then he's like, well, is there some old dude here? You know, I'm looking for an old dude. And she goes, oh, that's Mr. Gustavo. Yeah, he's not around. And he, she says, sorry. And he says, uh, and she says, con mucho gusto, which we know in Colombia, I think it means like with, you know, my pleasure, you know, to, to serve you, you know, con mucho gusto. But it's that, I think, I can't remember what, maybe we'll look at the context again later. But it has a special meaning in Colombia. And then a dude grabs Walt, he's leaving, he says, uh, here's the deal, see or no. 
And it seems like a big order. And Walt races to fill it. He races. He's like, oh, boy, like time sensitive, maybe. Then we have CLO work it, and I put baby coming. And then she's like, where's my cell? And then she's like, oh. And then Walt races to Jose's. He bangs and bangs on the door, yells. CLO calls him. Walt sends it to voicemail. And then Walt tries to get in. He's he's acting like a total, you know, he's, he's totally spazzing out, basically. And then he gets in. He sees them asleep on the floor. You know, they're exhausted from all the, the craft. They did some crafting, I think. But it looks like a total den of iniquity, I think, what they say in the old days. And Jose's kind of out of it. Uh, he's, uh, uh, he's so activity over, you know, so much coloring. Well, we did, you know, we did sand art mandalas. And Walt's like, where's the product, man? And Jose, is, uh, and then Walt's looking around. He finds it under the sink. And he's going so fast. And I act like this so I can relate to Walt's uh, uh, over... Like, this is when I things tend to go really wrong for me, when I, I get this, like, uh, anxious and frantic. I think that's the right word, frantic. And he's just going too much. He's spilling meth. Uh, his phone's ringing, then there's a text, the baby's here, and then Walt rolls out. He throws everything in a garbage bag, he rolls out of there. Uh, he's very mad, but he's determined, and then I think that's the end of the episode. So, thanks. All right, so we're talking about uh, Season 2, Episode 11, I think, about Mandala for Breaking Bad. And it's tough to believe, again, that uh, another character, legendary character, was already introduced. I mean, I didn't realize this second season was this packed. I, I said, man... And uh, you know, just like, you know, again, it's not till the end. It doesn't take that much of a significance in this episode, but just a level of quality casting on this show. But it opens with the casting of a kid on a bike. It's early in the morning. He seemed more serious than the kid in Colombia. Was having a little more fun. And I noticed Combo was drinking the Sizzler soda, super big size. And he's standing kind of near the AP, AP, under a sign for the AP bar, drive up, a drive up bar, or, you know, the liquor. I said, man, oh boy, good thing I don't live in Albuquerque. But I didn't really drive much anyway. But, uh, we go just on the way home. But a car pulls up, he combos doing business. A car pulls up, I was like, is that a Monte Carlo? Or that really expensive car that looks like a Monte Carlo, whose name I can't think of. I put question mark then. But it, like a cool muscle car, or I don't know if it's a muscle car, but it looks like a Monte Carlo. It's a different kind of car. Car people will know what I mean, and they'll be like, you buffoon. They say, well, call me a Bobotus, you know, or a, uh, what is it? Uh, I forgot. <laughs> Mess that up. I don't even know what the... Uh, Buffoon, buffoon is in, in this case. But I also noticed uh, he put you know Combo's youth in the, in this situation, and he's watching, uh, and he's talking, and then he calls Pete, Pete, Pete Skinny Pete. Uh, he says, "Hey, I need some backup over here." I also suppose it's a very bleak part of town that Combo's in. Very bleak, and the seasonally bleak. The, the trees were empty of leaves. 
And, you know, that, that makes a combo be like, you know what, this life, this isn't for me, this drug dealing. I'm turning over a new leaf with, like, these leaves. And so that's what he does. He says, hey, kid, let's 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 start a new life together. And the kid says, hop on my bags, I'll give you a ride. And they, they head off together. And kind of like a spur-of-the-moment Big Brother program, I guess. And then Walt's in his office, uh, seal the deal. What does that mean? Let me think. Oh, that's with the doctor, and, and he's saying, uh, hey, we, we, let's seal the deal. We'll, let's get it. We, we've treated you, but we could do a lobectomy, and I think we can, you know, take your, take it to the next level. And there was another doctor here, and he's a, he was an expert at that. He's got a great track record. And like, well, it sounds aggressive and expensive. And the doctor's like, well, if you don't do this, you know, you just wait, you know, then the cancer is not going to stay in remission. He goes, this could save you instead of just buying you time. And they're like, well, how much? About, about 200 Gs with, with discounts. And all the doctors are like, we're, we're willing to help, but, uh, you know, there's a lot of other expenses, so 200 grand probably. NCL or uh, Sky was like, we should talk about it. And Walt's like, no, there's nothing to talk about. Let's do it. Uh, a couple other things I noticed. There's a nice desert view from the office. There's a bear statue. I think it was in front of the mirror or window. Uh, Skyler strokes her belly, uh, which is always a pleasing thing to watch. And just a nice, uh, uh, wonderful acting touch. But you just say, well, gee, I'm trying to comfort myself here. We're talking. I'm trying to comfort the baby. And comfort myself, and maybe even comfort the audience. I don't know. I, I like you know. You know how I love these little things. And then we're at Walt's school. He has the ceiling hiding spot there, which I say this, that might even be worse than the electrical uh, box. You know, especially if you're just doing it. You know, the, I, I and I've hidden stuff in both places, but it, like I said, it just it seems like amateur hour to me. Uh, but Walt answers the phone, and Jesse's like, I've called you like 20 times, you know, combo quit. And Walt has the goal to say, which one is he? And Jesse says, you didn't just say that, and he says he hangs up. And then it's Skinny Pete and uh, Jesse talking. I know Skinny Pete looks very skinny. He's got a tucked-in shirt. Like, he's actually, when his shirt is tucked in, he looks skinny. I said, that's why he must be Skinny Pete, uh... Like, he must have, the first time someone named him, he had his shirt tucked in. They are like, holy cow, you're Skinny Pete. And he's like, yeah, Skinny Pete, I like it. And then, you know, it didn't matter if his shirt was untucked after that. He was already Skinny Pete. But Jesse's like, what does this mean for the business and everything? You know, we'll take care of, uh... and Skinny Pete's like, we, we don't have any respect and Jesse's like, I need your help. And he's like, well, you know, I'm, I'm a, I think I'm going to turn over a new leaf, too. He goes, Badger's laying low in California. I'm on probation. He goes, we don't have the street cred to do this. And Jesse's like, what about that? You know, what about, I thought I had, you know, tough image. And he goes, no, 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 you don't. And he goes, sorry, bud. And then we have Walt, Jesse, and Saul uh, in in Saul's office. Uh, Saul has the world's greatest lawyer mug, which is great. 
And they're talking, and Walt's like, we have a, we had a bit of a setback. And Jesse's like, you got to be, I mean, his face is just like, dude, you are, and he's like, well, that's a description of what happened. And then they go back and forth about, you know, who whose fault it is and distribution versus Walt's uh, overreaching. And Saul's like, uh, guys, am I, I'm not your counselor here. He goes, start acting like professionals. He goes, now, setback, go. And Walt's like, what combo left us? And once he quit, everyone's like, these guys, he goes, everyone quit. And so we can't distribute, distribute our product. And so I was like, well, can you get caught? And they're like, no, 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 police can't track us back. And he goes, well, there's a silver lining. And he goes, well, what about how's you, how you feeling? How's the cancer stuff? And he's like, okay, it's looking good. He goes, I got some more time. He goes, well, you know, losing workers, you know, people quit. So that's uh, that comes with the territory. Then he goes, product on hand. And I say, uh. Uh, they say, geez, uh, like we got uh, 38 pounds. Oh, I also noticed uh, Saul's got a nice scales pin, like the scales of justice as a pin, a gold pin. And Walt's still living in a delusion. He goes, uh, yeah, we got 38 pounds. So Saul's like, that's a gold mine. He goes, yeah, but we can't sell it. He goes, we need infrastructure. We need people on the street. We need you know, all layers of uh, operating this business, you know, including in, you know, you know, like uh, it goes all all layers, you know, and uh, and well, it's like that's what we need. And he goes, you know, it's been one step forward, two steps back. He goes, can't you help us, Saul? And Saul's like, are you guys ready for some tough love? And as Walt was talking all the time, Jesse just got this empty look on his face looking at Walt. And Saul says, all right, are you ready for some tough love? Here it is. You guys are terrible drug dealers. He goes, give up on doing it. And Walt says, we don't want to be involved with anybody like Trump, you know, like we were in the past. And he goes, you need a business. We need to make a business situation. He goes, somebody uh, uh, treats your product like a high-level commodity that it is. And, you know, they're, they're off-site and experienced. He goes, I know a guy who knows a guy who knows a guy. And I'll set it up. And he goes, I'll set up a meeting. Saul does a little bit of a move there. I can't remember what it was. I just put Saul makes a move, dot, dot, dot. And he goes, yeah, this guy, well, it's like, who is this guy? He goes, he is a low, you know, he keeps a low profile, kind of like you. And then the next thing is, uh, eat it sports. Is that what my handwriting says? Eat it sports. I don't know what that, I, I have no idea what that means. I think eat it sports. I don't know. That's what it looks like it says. And then it says Jesse and Jane. And she's trying to care for Jesse, but he's like, I need you to leave. I need you to leave. He, he, I think he says it more than once or get out of here. She's like, why don't you come to a meeting with me? And she, she, she's, she's trying to take care of him and help him. And he's like, no, 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 no. He's like, just get out. Uh, he's like, I don't want any meetings. I just want to be, you know, I, I do some isolation. And he, then he goes upstairs and she goes to leave, but she she can't. She's like, I, you know, she's torn, I guess. Uh, but she even says, uh, she says, this isn't going to help anything, Jesse. 
And he goes, well, yeah, well, but, you know, get, you know, not in a positive way. Make him forget is what he was looking for. And then we're at Los Bolios Hermanos, uh, Walt's there. Uh, Jill is the one who gives Walt his meal. He, Walt gets curly fries. And Walt sits down, he looks around, he's got his calculator watch. Uh, Jesse rolls in, who, he looks terrible. Uh, and then a real serious, oh, he's wearing a real serious graphic hoodie. Really serious, you know. I said, man, it must have cost way too much. And he's late, and then he's like, well, where's the kingpin? And Walt's like, I don't know. And he goes, well, what's the, he goes, Did you know who he is? And Walt's like, no. He goes, but he knows who we are, so he could be watching us from anywhere. Mostly, like, just get some food and be quiet. And Jesse's like, we're going to just sit here and look like a chumps eating Happy Meals. And then the legend comes over, the manager, the owner. He says, everything good? And they, well, it's like, fine, thanks. And Jesse's like, this is, he goes, you were going to give up. And now, now you're back in this? And he, well, it's like, we have 40 pounds to sell. And he goes, and this is Jesse maybe uh, uh, trying to pull himself out. And so he says, what are you going to make? He goes, what about after? Are you going to make up some new number? Like, I got bills. I got to make more. And Walt says, what can I tell you, Jesse? Things have changed. And he goes, I know, because I'm dealing with the consequences of things changing for you. I'm the one that stuff travels downhill and ends up with. And he goes, I'm out of here. And then uh, we have Skylar at our uh, ultrasound, uh, low side of normal. Uh, her fluids are on the low side of normal, so there's a doctor's like, uh, C-section or not. And Skylar says to her, uh, I, I, they go back and forth and they talk about the benefits and the dates and stuff while it shows up late. And he's like, uses the traffic excuse, and Skylar's like, well, that's why I left early. But everything, you know, they try to they schedule the C-section. Instead of Friday the 13th, they put it on the 16th. And then Skyler's like, I got to go back uh, to work. And Walt's well, like, there's only an hour left. Aren't you supposed to take it easy? She goes, it's Ted's birthday. I got to get the cake. Uh, then we're at Jesse's house. This place is trash. Jane's in bed, out cold. But Jesse's like, hey, let's go to that museum. Let's do something. And she's like, sure, let me smoke a little of this and let's go. And then we have Ted uh, Bernicke on break. I think that's what I said, or 10 on breaky. And then they're like, yeah, Mr. Bernicke, please come to the shop. Mr. Bernicke, please come to the shop. And then uh, this was a funny scene, uh, like the little bits. And I say, geez, who did, like, uh, wh wh you know, were these cool people? Like uh, some of the extras in the scene really nailed it uh, because they're like, happy birthday, Ted. And this one woman is very worried about the candle wax getting on the cake. Because uh, Ted's like, oh, yeah, yeah. And they're chit-chatting. She's like, these candles aren't going to hold out, you know, because they're lit. And then someone's like, you got to make a wish. And then Walt's like, or not Walt. Uh, Ted's like, well, the economy's bad. You know, business is bad. I'm a buffoon. But, you know, I'm still somewhat handsome. And then he kind of looks, so he goes out with his guy, you got to do this for me. And then I was like, what? I still, I couldn't remember what it was. And then the woman is still, she's like, these candles are getting waxed everywhere. 
uh, and, and, and Ted's like, come on, Skylar. And she goes, if this is your birthday wish, she goes, this was when I was pregnant in a different life. And Ted's like, come on. And then everybody, and then she does a, a very sultry Marilyn Monroe singing to JFK. And I got to tell you, she did it in a fully present way. She's no subconsciousness, like her self-conscious or self-critic. She just went right into it. And it was sultry and steamy and wonderful. And obviously Ted probably was like, oh boy, oh goody, goody, goody two shoes. Let me get, let me get straight. I don't dislike Ted. I, I, just, I guess I kind of dislike him. He, he somewhat annoys me. But it's just, I love the character. Uh, I don't know if that makes any sense. But at the end of it, even Skyler's like flushed. She, she's so, she was so into it. Uh, she's flushed. And then we have Walt and uh, Saul on the phone. Uh, I think Saul's putting eye drops in. And I, I really was digging his outfit. He had on a mustard shirt. Uh, a mustard uh, handkerchief thing or pocket square and a, a tie with mustard stripes in it. Very, uh, uh, I said, Jesus, Bob Odenkirk picked these out because it's a bit perfect outfit for Saul. Uh, but Walt's like, what happened? We sat there. What happened? Nobody showed up. And he, Saul's like, you blew it. Uh, he goes, I don't know if he checked you guys out or whatever, but he didn't like to cut of your jib. Uh, so it's a no-go. And Walt's like, what do you mean? He goes, it's no deal, no dice. He goes, you swing, swing and you miss or whatever. And Walt's like, you can't, you know, no, no one does that to me. And uh, Saul's like, this is a cautious guy. You frightened him off. And he's like, Walt's like, no. And, and Saul's like, nope. It's it. And he goes, no, Saul, call him. And Saul's like, you understand, well, I called someone, they called someone, they called someone, they called someone or something. He goes, you had your chance, you blew it. He goes, we'll figure out someone else. And Walt's like, there is nothing, no other option. And Walt was, you know, very irritated, and he hides his phone again. And then he drives back to Poyos. He starts studying people. He's eating his curly fries. He's sitting there with an empty plate. He looks at the manager. And then he makes a move. He's like, hey, can I have five minutes? He goes, can I get a Diet Coke in five minutes of your time? Now, that has never worked for me, by the way, but uh, it worked for, for Walt. He comes over, hey, here's your Coke. He goes, Walt says, have a seat. And he goes, Walt's like, what happened yesterday? He goes, I, I don't understand what you're talking about. He goes, well, I was here waiting to meet somebody. And I believe a little bit like Neo at this point. Uh, it reminded me of Neo. Maybe that Neo said that, or maybe that was what uh, um, uh, Carrie Moss said to Neo, her character, because she, she says, I believe that person was you. And he, Gustavo says, hey, you're confusing me for someone else. He goes, well, so nope. I, I goes, I'm not. And he goes, well, why don't you, you have a complaint, put it in the email, at, you know, on our website. And Walt says, I know the man I was looking for is very careful, a cautious man, uh, but we're alike. And if we're alike, uh, you should give me another chance. And he goes, we're not alike at all, Mr. White. He goes, you're not a cautious man. 
your partner was late, he was high. And I was like, yeah. And he goes, yeah, he's high often. He goes, you have a terrible judgment. And I don't work with people with poor judgment. And I was like, well, I got the best stuff. And he goes, well, that's not the only factor. He goes, well, it's money, man, lots of money. And I was like, it's about the product, not who. He goes, you'll never have to deal with Jesse. Forget about him. And he goes, you know, he does what I say. I trust him. And he goes, he goes, well, it's like I got a ton of stuff ready to go, man, like 30, 38 pounds. And he was like, am I going to hear from you? He goes, uh, well, I got your number, but he goes, you can't trust a drug addict, man. I also put that uh, Gustavo looks a bit like an android in this scene. Like, even the way he sits is android-like and moves as the manager. So I'll have to keep observing that. Is he an android? Uh, no. But he could play an android, you know. He, he said he could give da- data, data a run for his money. And I also love the way uh, his face as Walt talks. He opens his mouth a little bit. And then he stands when he says, you know, I have the numbers. But he speaks so quietly and powerfully. I loved it. You can never trust a drug addict. Or some, I don't think I, that's how he said it, but that's how I'm remembering it now. And then we have Ted Skyler and Ted Skyler talking about drips and drabs. That's a nice, for this pack, he's, oh, drips and drabs. And he's like, oh, you got me, Tyler. I'm a, or Skyler, I'm a screw-up. Uh, goes, a little money here, a little money there. And she's like, come on, Ted. Uh, and Ted's like, I'm trying to save the company. He's laying it on thick, and he's, he's like, please, Scott. And she's like, I can't be a party in any of this. He's like, I don't want you to go. And she's like, no. And then we have Jesse smoking. The phone's ring ringing. Pete calls and leaves a message. And he's like, you know, we had a great party for Gore uh, Combo. Everybody represented. Even Badger came in from Fresno. Badger, what a guy. He goes, it was, he goes, it was like emotional. And he goes, we sent him off in this beautiful car, pearl colored car, pearl, pearlescent, I think he says. He goes, similar to Alexis. And he goes, yeah, but I guess you're busy, man. You, you got big stuff going on. Uh, to, why, you know, that's it. Goodbye. Good seeing you. Take care. And then that's when Jane shows up, and she says she's wearing a long black coat. She's got a package, you know, from the 99 cent store. She's got some serious sultriness going on here. And this time, is, I guess they did in Columbia, too. She says, hey, Jesse, have you, she, she says, I got these balloons from the 99 cent store. If you, have you ever, you know, done the high voice thing? And then Jesse says, well, let's, like, I could float if I, uh, if we had enough balloons. And so Jesse floats with the balloons. It was cool. It was very cool. Floating with the Mylar balloons. You know, one thing about it, keep your Mylar balloons inside because they mess up power lines and they don't, you know, they never deteriorate. Uh, and then we have Ted back at work. Oh, no, we first, uh, we have, uh, the, uh, yeah, we have Ted back at work and Skylar returns, uh, and then Walt's giving a test. He's like, hey, phone's off, and I'm like, hey, dumbass, it's your phone. And then what does it say? Pipes. Let me look here. 
Oh, pipes. Walt, Walt says, oh, I think it was the pipes. Sorry, not a phone ringing. He goes, eyes on your papers, everybody. And I think he checks his phone and the text uh, says, uh, uh, Pollos, uh, Pollos Hermanos or something. And then he gets into it with the man and she's like, oh, no, no I'm the manager. You're thinking of the owner because he's like, you know, I want to see the manager. She's like, I'm the manager, jerk. And, uh, and he goes, oh, and she goes, oh, this Mr. Gustavo. He owns all the Pollos Hermanos. He's not around. He's got like 14 restaurants in multiple states. He could be anywhere. And she, he's like, well, give me his number. She's like, what are you crazy? He's my boss. I'm not giving you his number. And then Walt goes to leave, and this guy grabs his arm. He goes, "This go be at this truck stop in an hour." Uh, he goes, "One point two million dollars for thirty-eight pounds." Uh, exit thirteen, truck stop. And Walt's like, "Well," he goes, "You in or you out?" And Walt says, "In." But you know, can I have some more time? He goes, "One hour," and if not, you know, don't ever. And Walt goes, "You know, running." And Walt's like, uh, calling Jesse. Jesse won't pick up the phone. He runs like a loon. Knocks on Jesse's door, bangs on it. Skyler calls on the phone. Walt goes in the back door. He picks up a, I put gremlin, but I think it's a gargoyle statue and opens Jesse's door with that. Which was, you know, very, I said, oh, is that a gremlin? I said, oh, no, it's called a gargoyle gargoyle statue in Jesse's backyard. I guess Jesse likes to smoke and look at the gargoyle and say, oh, gargoyle. Maybe he talks, you know, maybe he talks to the gargoyle. And Walt runs in and he said, Jesse, what the heck's going on? And Jesse said, we had a, uh, too many balloons. And uh, Walt's like, where's the product? And Jesse's like, in the kitchen. And Walt grabs everything. He he does a little bit less uh, spillage than Walter Blanco. He, but he dumps the trash, fills the trash. He gets a text, the baby's here. Walt's like, no, no. He gets so he gets so upset about it. And then he, he kind of looks like a mad Santa, like a Santa of madness. Because he grabs this, he has this 38 pounds of meth in a garbage bag. He hefts it over his shoulder. And he just has this wild look on his face because he's in such a hurry. And I remember the first time I watched it, again, I used the word frantic like we did in Colombia because it's just so frantic. And it's like, is he going to make it or not? And what are, you know, and we'll have to wait till next week to find out. So but it was entertaining watching him. I said, uh, I wouldn't want him bringing my kids' presents, you know, Walter Blanco or Walter White. But I don't think, you know, he's definitely on the naughty list for sure. So that's it with uh, the Breaking Bad run-through. All right, so here we are. We're doing the Red Pen run-through here for uh, whatever episode we were watching. I don't know. Uh, it starts out with Gordo. He's got a HCS shirt on. It's also Dawn, just like it was in Breaking Bad. And he says, Q Q Gobo, Q-U-I-U-B-O. I don't know how to pronounce it yet, but that means what's up. And then he says, in tone says, uh, so, uh, bronze say, hermano. 
So open yourselves, brother. What's up, brother? I think is what he means. And then he says, K esta trabajando. See, if you're working on, or I'm working on, uh, this one I, I miswrote it or misspelled it. Uh, estos malparios is what I wrote, which doesn't translate, but I think it means I got a bad feeling about this. Uh, Scooter's trying to, you know, learn words. Uh, estos malparios. I got a bad feeling about this. Uh, refuse, refuesos, uh, don't know, refusal maybe. Uh, how about this one? This is always useful if you're going to be going camping or you're, you know, you're getting something for Christmas. You know, you don't want your parents to waste their money. I tell you what, you know what you do? You hagale pies pues. And, you know, you do that to a Santa. You ask for batteries. Hagale pies pues, according to Google Translate, is ask for batteries. I don't think that's really what it meant. Asunto business. Why don't you mind your own business and leave Santa out of this and your batteries? Well, Christmas means batteries. I'm just telling you the facts. Uh, pero la cosas, but things. Uh, pero la cosas, but things. No se opera, 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 are not operating. Uh, paciente nuestro. No idea. Paciente hour. Adelante, ahead. Yeah, Christmas is ahead of us, and we want to stay ahead of the battery, you know, big, big battery glut. Oh, I haven't heard about the battery glut. Well, I just made it up, but it sounds good, battery glut. Sounds like something, you know, somebody on, uh, well, you know, MFNBC would say. And so we've got the upcoming, you know, stuff we'll be streaming a little bit. We'll talk, we'll be, when we come back from the break, we'll be talking about getting bullish on batteries because of the upcoming battery glut. Scooter, Scooter's here talking about why he's bullish on batteries. This will be an alternative universe where I'm a, uh, you know, see, I'm not the motley fool. I'm just the fool, you know. But uh, they said they couldn't get the motley fool. They said, just get us the fool, the podcast fool. Yeah, but I don't have a financial podcast. I'm just a fool. I have a foolish podcast. But yeah, but I'm here to talk about the battery glut, Bob. And it lost my spot. Uh, Preguntar, Bob, ask me any questions about the battery glow you got. Cotorces mensajes. I think in uno, dos, tres, cotorces, quince, fourteen. Fourteen posts, Bob, about the battery glow already on my blog post where I was diciendo, I was saying. Uh, Seros, uh, there'll be zero batteries in, during the battery glut available. So you need to buy a, go out there, go and get some batteries. Uh, usted era al duro. You were the hard one, Scooter. You, you were the hard, predicting the hard battery glut, not a soft, slow battery glut. Right, minimo, you need about uh, 10 packs of chargeless batteries, you know, chargeable batteries at a minimo, minimum. Hey, Scooter, by the way, did, I heard you got a new sponsor who's sponsoring your appearances here on um, MFNBC. Yeah, it's uh, Dur- Duracell. Would, would you believe it? Duracell is helping me predict the possible battery. The people at Duracell, they don't necessarily believe in the battery. They just believe in preparing in case, you know, they want me to get the word out about preparing for the upcoming battery glut. 
just in case, you know, there is one, you know, because then you could say, Pero yo llego hasta aquí, but I got here, I got a shitload of batteries here. Pero yo llego hasta aquí. And what if batteries become the currency? You know, I thought about that. I really like reading a lot of posts. I read uh, Station, what was that, Station 17? What was that, that wonderful book? Uh, I think it was Station 17 or Station 19. That was a nice one. But uh, you know what you know, what I was talking earlier? Oh, no, I was recently talking about how cute I think boars are. And, you know, pone, pone, pone la jeta, you know, who put, puts the snout first? I do. Boar snout, I put it first on my kiss list. Uh, uh, pone la jeta, I put the snout first if I had a pet boar, which I do not. But I'll tell you what, you don't believe in this battery, you don't believe in the cuteness of boars. Bahar. Uh, del Bus, go out on the bus and, and rub, rub, rub arms with the people. And you won't hear one word about the battery glut or the cuteness of boars when you're out there. And this is going to give you such an edge because you'll be ahead of the curve in both the boar, you know, boar uh, demand, which will cause the glut, and the general, you know, the battery, great battery shortage of 20, late 2015. Or whenever you're hearing this, I'm just telling you, Wigame, listen to me, because uh, estos juntos, we're all in this together. If we can't have Christmas toys with motion, what are we going to do? I just want you to take care, take care of your battery needs, please. Duracell and the Duracell family want you to. Uh, to say, take care of your battery needs. Now, you might remember when Walt said this, but, you know, a lot of people will say it on Christmas this year. Tuvimos uh, una pequeño revés. We had a little setback. We didn't buy batteries. Uh, tuvimos un pequeño revés. We had a little setback. And, you know, expandir no significa descudecarse. We expanded significantly, but it was overlooked. Uh, buenos, yeah, yeah, niños, por favor, uh, as well as children, please. And uh, Solid said that to calm down Walt and Jose. But, uh, you know, your children are going to not be pleased if they don't have batteries come Christmas Day. And you know what the children will be like, que creen que es esto, ah? They believe is this, is this, you want me to believe this? Is this, is it? No batteries at Christmas? Uh, yeah, vamos a hablar. We will talk batteries here live on the battery hour here at MFNBC. Duracell battery hour before batteries before the bell with Bob. Uh, and you know, you say, geez, why, what are you wearing here? Is your, is the talking head about the, uh, did you say you wanted to talk about boars? I did want to talk about the cuteness of boars real quick. You know, me and the Boar Council, United Boar Council. You know, we put together our heads and we're here, you know, on behalf of, uh, uh, well, I'm the only one on the Boar Council right now. But you know what I like to cute cuidado que es camo a mi gusta. Yeah, I like camo, but I'm going to take it off right now so you can see me. So, yeah, and where I usually like to wear camouflage when I'm going bear watch or uh, boar watching, which is extremely boring, watching for boars, waiting for them. And then even when you see them, they're just kind of, you know, I've never seen them do like the truffles shuffle or whatever, where they look for truffles. 
La Mayora de las Cosas, like most things that I do, is it is. And I know someone out there is saying, Ustedes dos distribuendo la mercancía son un rotundo. And saying, You two are disturbing and resounding uh, merchant something. And I would say, Hey, what about this uh, fr- fr- fracaso punto? What's the failure point for cuteness of boards? Uh, uh, probably their board like scent, you know. So we, we, we're working here decente for proper. Uh, bore, we call it borodorant, bore uh, uh, deodorant for bores, uh, decente, a proper one. Uh, because quesepa, you know, uh, a stinky bore is, is you know, not going to be deemed cute, even if it's cute. And we're looking for a perfil, a profile, a scent profile, a scent perfil, uh, you know, that, that, that suits the bores and so suits the bore, future bore lovers of, you know, future friends of bores. Uh, but do you mind if I change the sujeto, the subject, back to the battery glut, the upcoming battery glut? Buy your batteries now. You know, before a great battery rush of late 2015. Uh, sabes que, you know, you know, you do. I like to say you know a lot on this, a repetitive phrase I overuse. Sabes que. That's in Spanish. If I could manage to say in Spanish, maybe I'd stop saying in English. Sabes que. You know, another way to say it is conoces. Uh, vendes drogas. You know, the only uh, drogas I vende, sell, is uh, joy, by battery-powered joy. So we get your batteries. Pagas, pagas en efectivo. Pay by cash, credit, check. Uh, just get them soon. And those people that are like me that need a reunion uh, many, many times a week, a meeting, you know, we know it's always a battery glut in our minds, but this could be a real one. So, uh, listo, clever. I think that just means be ready, but listo, according to here, is uh, clever. Uh, but don't forget to sale, say goodbye to Combo as he goes away. Uh, Parallel may say, for this table will always be here, you know, for batteries. And what about Los Bolios Hermanos, the chicken brothers? Well, you know, they love chickens more than they love boars. But chickens can, if chickens can be cute, boars can be cute too, as long as, long as we get them smelling good. Uh, PDA Algo, ask me for something. About, make sure it's about boars or batteries. Uh, Don Dole, I'm giving... Atras back to my community bay, uh, you know, trying to spread the word here. Uh, egal be er, uh, temprano, be early, but egal be equal. Uh, get it equal. I wouldn't get an egal equal amount of uh, double A and triple A. Get more double A's. And if you're going to buy uh, rechargeable ones, just get spacers. Don't worry about C's and D's. Just get spacers and uh, double A and uh, triple A's. Uh, don't buy DNC batteries. Unless you're buying disposables, and then buy lots more, lots and lots more. Haga uh, mola, do mosla. We don't know what that means. Es un buena fecha. It's a good date to buy batteries. Any date is a good date. Es una buena fecha. You know, take it, go by carro or go by bus uh, to get your batteries. And you know, when you're done. 
uh, Tejada, have a slice of cake to celebrate, Tejada, uh, chow, but not chow, because we still got to talk more, Agam, agalmos, I don't know what that means, uh, I'll go something though, something I want to tell you, I'm just telling you this because I care, uh, Dolly, get out there and do it, kiss a bore, buy some batteries, do it now, vamos, come on, uh, because esto es un detalle muy, uh, this is a very wasted moment if you don't, Muy bonito, de verdad. It's really nice of you. I know it is to tell you all these things. Uh, suavecito. I don't know what that means. A little smooth, I think. A little, little suave. Uh, then, uh, then, and this, this would be back on uh, the show because they just want me to be a talking head. Uh, uh, Denos, give us one tip about batteries. Well, I tell you, the more the better. And how do you know about this battery couple? Well, uh, uh, Paracio, uh, a man appeared to me. A battery man, a battery man, a glowing battery man. Sueto, the subject was batteries, upcoming battery glut. And I had some agua con gas before I went to bed, some uh, bubbly water. And I asked uh, the battery man, I said, what should I do? He said, buy a asumesa, go to your table. And I went to my table and there was a battery and a battery charge. So say, Lopito, I asked him. Uh, I asked him, why are you here? He says, to, to, to tell you something. And I said, what? And then someone said, uh, uno nunco debe confiar en una drogacito. But I think they were talking about the nonsense because that's one should never trust a junkie. But I say, vino la gente a tu dad, say, take care. People came and the batteries came in a box, you know. Uh, all nos vemos, all we are. I think they used to say that on uh, Battlestar Galactic. I think that was the saying, uh, all nos vemos, all we are. Ernobe, so shall, so say we all. I think it wasn't all we are, it was so say we all. Uh, so maybe uh, they, they would, uh, he'd throw me the captain, commander, hmm, I can't remember his name. They would say, Seller, get out of my office. And I would say, go ahead, Garante, call the manager over. I dare you. Because I am the one who knows about the battery glut. And then he would say, why didn't you wear a corbata to this meeting, a necktie? Well, I'd say, say what, Disperense, wake up, man. Wake up and be ready for the glut. Okay, so that was the, the language learning part. I didn't, I got into the zone there. So I didn't check what we have here on our um, red pen run through. Uh, when they meet with a the doctor, there's only one doctor in Colombia versus two in the U.S. And the Colombian doctor's eyes are really, really red and bloodshot. I think one of the doctor's names was Corano. Uh, Dr. Corano, I have written here. Uh, 17 kilos, I have... Uh, and I talked about how much beautiful natural light there was in the Los Polios Hermanos restaurant because of their huge two-story windows. And the chicken, the dancing chicken, had a Mexico flag and shirt on. So I don't know if it was a Mexican chain that had worked its way into Colombia. Uh, suavecito. Oh, when Saul's on, the off, on his phone... Uh, with Wally, ser- he was searching his office while he's talking on the phone. I didn't feel he's looking for a bug or something. 
but he seemed to be looking for something. He does a lot of walking and talking. Both Sauls do. But Saul Bueno even more. He's very emotive. And at one point he leans on a, a bronze uh, or brass uh, dolphin statue at, in his office. And I said, you know, more brass or gold, a dolphin statue. I don't know if that's his, uh, his, what do you call it, belief system, his faith, is dolphins. But, you know, I wouldn't doubt it. I'm sure Saul could make a good pitch on dolphins as a higher power. Uh, again, I had to comment on the ca- the quality of the casting here and metastasis of the uh, uh, actor who played Gustavo. The guy's so mild-mannered and unassuming and plain, but looking kindly and warm, and just like a nice guy. I really can't wait to see this unfold. Uh, it's just such a, and, and different than than the, but 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 similar like the same qualities, but in a different. Oh, I can't wait. And then the one other note is that the meth, the blue meth, when Walt goes to get, is very very blue in Colombia. It looked like. Uh, a color of blue Legos I had never seen, but I said, geez, those would be an interesting color for, you know, I guess they call it a crystal blue Legos, but almost too blue where I thought they were Legos. I said, that's a red pen language learning run through. Thank you. All right, you know, I want to say, start saying goodnight to some listeners. I want to say goodnight to uh, uh, Ben from Portland. Good night. Good night, uh, Geeky Girl Fern. Dagmar, good night. Shay Animal Hair, good night. Uh, Jason S., keep running, buddy. Good night. Nat Man, good night. Thanks for those great questions, that great question. Kristen, good night. Justin, good night. Cy is sexy. Tiffany, good night. Happy Mom, good night. Carrie, thank you for the some support, and a good night to you, Julie C., as always, good night, and that was a great broccoli pick, good night. Adam P., sorry about last week, but I hope you're asleep now, good night. Cordy Porty, under the sea, good night. Morgan M., under the sea, oh, Morgan M.'s not under the sea, Cordy Porty was. Good night, Morgan M., Fan Sherbert, good night. It cracked me up. Allie C., good night. Ingrid, good night. Uh, yeah, go upstate. I just ran into somebody from Watertown, Ingrid. Kimberly, good night. Ben M., good night. Morgan, good night. Hannah, good night. Jenny Tips, good night. Punk Rockward, good night. Good, good knocks, knock titles. Good night, Joan. Good night, Dawn. Good night, Silvertone. December, good night. Julia R., good night. Anna B., good night. Kelly, good night. Vesna, sleep tight. Jim, good night. Good night, Julie G., good night, Justin G., good night, Adrienne, good night, Adrian. good night, Cammy. good night, Janet, good night, Alexandra, good night, Melissa, good night, Meg, summer, good night, Aaron Cole, good night. Paul, good night. And Audrey D, good night. And thank you for your iTunes reviews. Uh, if you want to review us, it's uh, sleepwithmepodcast.com slash iTunes. 
And I want to thank, uh, I think again, but just in case, uh, AFK Kalio, who says we do what we claim and put you to sleep. I want to thank Apartal. I want to thank Apartal. 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 Who says, I uh, love it. Lexi Sword says maybe we're the best podcast all time, but maybe, which is right. It just depends. Uh, good night. Uh, you know, there is no best, but, you know, there's just best podcast for situations. Thank you, Lexi Sword, who says we're amazing, boring, and nonsensical. I want to say good night to J. Frederick, Har- J. Frederick Harrison, who never leaves reviews. But for J. Frederick, it works like a charm. And he, you know, he's saying good night, but if you put J in front of everything, it says it sounds much more uh, uh, higher end. Like, J, good night to you. Uh, highly recommended. A brain vibe from Callan number 17. Good night. Who says it's great? Uh, Gigabath, who says, it sounds like a brain bot, not a rebellious brain bot. Who says, hey, I don't want to be just a brain-numbered brain bot. I want to be Gigabath, the brain bot that named itself. And Gigabath says it's uh, funny and endearing. Sly, I like being called Sly. And Gigabath loves Breaking Bad and Metastasis. And also had a dream about Brian Cranston. Good night, Brian. Good night, Gigabeth. Idiots3QU3. That sounds like a brain box, a little self-esteem, the poor little thing. Or maybe it's a brain box that, you know, damages self-esteem. But it still works. It's the only thing that puts that brain box to sleep. Who This person was skeptical, too. Uh, but they tried everything, and it could call us a magic bullet. Wow, that's nice. Thank you. Good night. And they're spreading the word. Thank you, a little brain bot. PMO13, thank you. Good night. Who says thank you for helping? Incoherent babbling. Thank you. I'm saying a good night. Our lover, Triple Seven, loves their boyfriend. They love our, uh, this podcast in game. You know, it's Triple Sevens, I think, is a gambling term. Good night, our lover. But our lover sounds like they've been through a lot, so I'm happy to help. Uh, Madam Taxi, who hearts the podcast and is hooked. About time there was a Madam of Taxis, you know, say she's, uh, Jash Tond. That sounds like some sort of, uh, a good character for some, you know, call, call on Jastond. He's going to be our new hero. Thank you and good night. Imagine's a little gnome of sleeplessness wandering through the lush meadow of my mind. Or, you know, wading through the story swamp of my mind. And Pony of 1980 never noticed a gaping hole in their life till they found this podcast. And that's Leia, your stream across, who loves their stream of thoughts, consciousness, and odd ramblings. And thanks for the service. Well, thank you for the thank you. Uh, and I'd like to pony up as many thank yous as I can. And I wish everyone good night, okay?